this isn't happening. This can't be happening. No, not again. Not again. I won't let it happen again. Not again. Not this time. But it is happening again. Oh, God. Another car. Another ambush. I should have been driving. I know better than that. I know better. I learned that in Baghdad with Dave. I should have been driving. But now the truck's on fire. And Bryant and McGinty are gone. I lost them. It's happening again. The car exploded. I couldn't protect the team. And I'm back in Afghanistan. We have a guide. No. No, this isn't Rosh. Yasim's not going to betray us. He's not going to lead us into sp- No. Don't think about that. Don't think about it. Thinking about the spider is just going to make you paranoid. Whatever this is, it isn't a spider again. It doesn't matter that this is Afghanistan. It's not Helmand Provis. It's not the same. It doesn't matter what this is. We don't have to know what it is. Just get it done and get out. Put on a good face. You can freak out later. Just get Ellis. Get the team out alive. What's left of the team? <laughs> no, get your team out alive, Gunny. That's the job. Just do the job. But that voice, that voice behind me, it knows my name not Rooster, it, my real name, and I, I know that voice, it can't, God, it can't be, it's, it's all happening again, it is happening again, it's, no, no, I'll kill him, I'll fucking kill him. Three ravens, three ravens, with eyes black as night, just look in their eyes, oh, don't put up a fight. They'll strike where you stand, a slow death you feel. Beware of the ravens or you'll be there next me. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, they had entered into Kali Gadi. They were taken into the lovely, warm home of a kindly crone. They escaped the monsoon rain that was outside. They looked about the house. Rory had a vision or a bit of intuition and realized that there is a imprint where one of the bones could possibly fit into the wall. The door opened up and in walked a very diminutive fellow not known to Rory, Rowan, and River, definitely known to Rooster. It's another person whose name begins with R. His name is Rosh. He greeted the gunnery sergeant by name. And that's where we left off. All the color has drained from Rooster's face, and he turns and attacks the man with his bare hands. I grab him as soon as he starts getting out. I was sitting behind you. I'm going to try to stop you, pull you back. Okay, so this sounds like this is going to be an unarmed combat roll. For me? For both. At a pose check? Yes. Nope, that's not going to... 72. Wait, Out of is that? 43. Oh! 63 of 63. Oh! 
Rory, you attempt to grab hold of Rooster, and he just blows by you. Just cold arm shivers you, pushes you away, you stumble back, and he leaps. Everyone could see the seething rage in Rooster's eyes as his hands grip the small man's collar and twists into a chokehold, lifting him off his feet. His feet are kicking and his body is slammed against the door jam of the building. The house actually shakes slightly. I'll get up and uh, go to grab Rooster's arm and say, hold on, Rooster. I don't even know he's there. I just slam Rosh up against the wall and just don't even say anything. I just twist his collar and just watch his face get redder. Rowan is on her feet and looking at the situation, taking it in as fast as she can, and then says, Rooster, stop. I pause and then continue. Rooster. This is the motherfucker that killed my team. He's dead. Let go of him right now. And as I say that, I reach out with with my mind and push the words into his head. Ooh, give me a power roll. 48 out of 55. Do I get to make a mental dodge roll? Yeah, go ahead. Give me a power roll to see how well you respond. Power? Power, yes. Rowan has shot those words into your mind. Let's just see how well she shot those words into your mind. 96 out of 55. Excellent. Rowan, do me a favor. Do you have a foresighter there? I do. Please roll the foresighter. Two. All right. Rooster, you take two willpower points, or excuse me, three willpower points. Ooh, this isn't good. As you hear Rowan's voice in your head and it stuns you momentarily. You see that this small fellow's face is getting darker in color. His face is swelling. His eyes are bugging out just a little bit. His lips are slightly open. If Rooster doesn't stop, I'm going to go physically pull him off of him. I'm also trying to pull his arms off of this guy and saying, we need to ask questions. He should already be dead. His head... He had a bullet in his head and he killed all of us. Rooster, do not make me say it again. And I just throw him on the floor. He lands like a sack of potatoes, sputtering. And I suppose I deserve that. Yeah, you deserve fucking worse. Alloy and Nomad say hello. He looks over at you. Oh. Oh, that's right. That's That was their, their nicknames. I kick him. I'm going to stand in front of Rooster and physically push him back and stand stay in between him and the Raj. He rolls from the kick across the room. You see the crone look over at him and look at you, and she looks at Rowan and she smiles, a semi-toothless grin. I'll go down and kneel next to Raj and say... Whoever you are, I suggest you stop treating this like a joke. Uh, he pulls himself up, brushes himself off, runs his hand over his head. Uh, but the whole thing is just but 
a joke. I'm going to come over at this point and get in front of Rooster and put my hand on his chest, just like as quick as possible, looking up at him like, don't. And just like push him back a step. Not so much with physical strength, but with sheer force of personality. That was good timing because he was reaching for his gun the second he said that. I'm also already in front of Rooster, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, getting him back at this point and just being yeah. like, you need to take a few steps back right now. He stretches a bit, puts an arm over his head. <sighs> well, welcome to Kaligati. Hell of a welcoming committee, ain't it? It is. It's rare that I get to ferry someone twice. You motherfucker! <clears throat> her, hand, her head is still on his chest, just holding him there. Like, she said that to Rosh over her shoulder, but not really even looking away from Rooster, just staring up into his face. He can look into her eyes or not as he sees fit, but she's holding him there. Rooster's not even looking at her. He His eyes are right on Rosh, just boring holes in his skull. So you're the fairy man, are you? <sighs> yeah, he's a fucking... Rooster? Fucking delivery man. Deliver... He, He's the one who guided us through the mountains straight to the fucking spider. And then just started chanting it and 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 then got a bullet in his head and is apparently back here. He scratches his forehead. That was a little bit unpleasant. Yeah, you want another one? See if it sticks this time? Rooster, there are things going on here that we don't understand. He used the term fairy. That makes me think he's a psychopomp, aren't you? Psycho something. Rooster. I like that word. It's a useful one. Uh, it's not necessarily the same as true, but we could kind of call it that. So what would you call yourself? Besides dead. <laughs> All right, Rooster, let's... I'm going to, like, push and start leading Rooster, like, towards the corner of the room, away from Raj. Thunder cracks outside, and the door opens up again, and you see that there is a... Another man dressed in more traditional Afghan clothing. He removes the fedaya from around his face, and you see he's got a short beard. He looks over at Rosh and makes eye contact and looks at the rest of you here. And then he steps aside. A very tall, long-bearded fellow walks in, wearing a combination of traditional Afghan clothes and fatigues. Rory... Looking at these three, you've seen them before. Granted, their faces were in a much different manner. These are the ones I saw in a few of my visions. Yes. Visions. I don't know. I'm going to look towards the, the old woman and see what her reaction is to all this. She's currently has her fingers tented and they are idly moving as though that they're you know, the fingertips are touching, but they seem to be climbing each other. Is that in a way that would make me think spider? You get that feeling. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to look at that, look up at her face, and then look at the three men who are now by the door. So are the three of you natives of this place? Rosh speaks out. Yes, you could say that. I could say it, but is it true? We are from a little bit beyond. Just fucking say what you're gonna say before. No fucking games. Just say it. Explain what the fuck is happening. 
I don't know what you mean. I was able to bring you here. We were able to bring you here. Luckily, Alankambutu has been sated. Rooster just starts trying to push past. Stops. But that word just... He almost leaps at him again. She's been sated. I find myself in agreement with my extremely angry friend here. Let's have plain speech. You brought us here. Why? Well, you are searching for someone, yes? 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah, the one who pulled me out of the last fucking cave. Oh, no wonder why he smelled so similar. The one with the very long beard opens his mouth and you feel words come out, but nothing actually reaches your ears. It's as though it's a pressure against your chest in a rhythmic form. You're not sure if he said anything, but it does make all of the hair on your arms and your neck rise. Rosh looks to him and then to you. Javad says you have been welcome to Kaligati. You're allowed to carry on into Lang. Okay, I'm, I'm tired of the fucking games. Is Ellis alive or did you feed him to the fucking spider too? The old woman laughs softly <laughs> and then it gets louder. Almost to a cackle and thunder breaks the noise. No, he was not fed to the spider. He is in the temple. He points in a direction behind you further deeper into the valley. And where's the spider if he's in the temple? Rosh's eyes settle on the old woman. Is Ellis in Lang or in Kaligati? He's in Kaligati. Then we wish to speak to him. Rooster's jaw is just set. And for the first time since he walked in, his eyes are not on Rosh anymore. And now he's just staring at the woman. What is Lang? Lang is where we are from. Is it on this earth? Is it terrestrial or elsewhere? He turns his head, and as he cocks his head, it's reminiscent of that of a bird. Ah, uh, yes, it is here. I can't tell you all of the details. I don't know that. That's fair. Rowan's putting some things together quickly, the three of them, the way that, that the pressure of the words felt and the way that he cocked his head and be like, did I hear you earlier back at the camp? Barjeet? That. He smiles. His teeth are a golden yellow. Not golden metal, but a matte yellow. So do you change your shape? Hmm. He says something quickly in a language that none of you know. The other two respond back, and it sounds as though it's ravens cawing back and forth at each other. Yes. Interesting. Let me guess. Someone else in this room changes shape too? Yes. Gunnery Sergeant White, you are very smart. I look at Rooster and put my hands out and I silently mouth the words, bird fuckers. He doesn't even see it. The only place he's looking at this point is right at the old spider woman. Don't. Oh, I can't kill her in here like this. Probably can't kill her at all. 
All right, would you people mind turning off the rain so we could get on with this? We would love to, because we don't like to walk in the mud. What has our interpreter been doing this whole time? He's sitting on the chair with his mouth somewhere around his knees, and his eyes are up into his forehead. Well, his eyes are as wide as his forehead. Right. Well... Dancing around each other is not going to get anything done. Vague threats are certainly not going to get anything done. So, for what purpose are you speaking with us? Are you going to allow us to speak to Ellis? Oh yes, you're allowed to go this far. Javad has permitted it. You can continue on. And Javad steps aside and opens the door. Which one is Javad? The tall one with the very long beard with black and gray in it. Dressed in the combination of fatigues and traditional Afghanistan garb. Rowan is going to look at each of her guys and say, We have a mission to fulfill. I'm going to go over to the door, look out, and yell, You call this a rainstorm? Cut it out! You hear in the distance... Send him down, Yui! And the rain stops. I'll be damned, it worked. Oh, look at that. You control the weather now. That makes sense. Does it? Does any of this? Alright. We need to talk to Ellis. We do. And I'm gonna look at Yasim and say, head back to the blockage. Are you sure? I'm sure. You need to not be here. You've probably already dealt with too much. He looks at the three of them. Ma'am, I'd much rather not split off and go by myself. He's got a point. Yeah, that's fair. Fuck. Well, for whatever is about to happen, I am truly sorry. Let's go. You step out, and it's still very dark outside. I'm not leaving until Rooster leaves. Yeah, I don't think any of us are stepping outside until Rooster goes out first. He just looks at everyone in the room, and then, with every bit of sarcastic fury he possesses, makes an elaborate after-you gesture at the locals. Javad exits first, then the other, and Rosh bringing up the end. He keeps his eye on you as he steps by you. He flinches a little bit. You haven't moved. I'll go out after them to stay between Rosh and Rooster. As soon as you step outside, they're gone. I will look for birds. You see three ravens climbing in the sky and begin circling. It is still very dark here. The way that the mountain overhangs, there is no way the sun would ever touch Earth. There is a stream flowing from the middle of this village, and you see that there are other buildings here. Little bits of light coming from inside. There is some greenery, some plants. You're not entirely sure how they get green, but they're green. And uh, you see a small pen of goats nearby as well. Do I see a temple? Further in the back of the valley, you see stairs that climb, that zigzag up the mountain face, and at the top is a large pillared door 
with two broken idols, stone idols, roughly 30 to 40 feet alongside. I'm going to step outside after River and look around and then look up. You see a man at the entrance of the temple. You also see that he is not wearing anything. His back is toward you and he walks back into the temple. You believe he's the one that called out, River. Well, Rooster, you might as well come out. They're gone. And I think you're going to need a silver bullet anyway. Without taking my eyes off the crone, I leave the room and immediately look for Rosh. I'm right behind Rooster. I point up. I look and we're the... I will also point up at the circling ravens. Psychopomps. Yassim walks over and looks up. That is either the creepiest thing I've ever seen or the coolest thing I have ever seen. I'm not entirely sure which. There's a surprising amount of overlap. Look, I honestly don't know what that word means, and I really couldn't give a shit right now. But I'm about this fucking close to blowing that fucking hut up with this rocket on my back. So, look, I'm not gonna do it right now. We're gonna get Ellis and get the fuck out of here. But glasses, stay out of my head. I let you shoot Marsh, and he'll just turn and start up the hill. Rooster, your emotions are going to make you compromised. You are going to get us all killed if you don't cut it the fuck out right now. The power in that room was enough to kill all of us without trying. And if you're going to be so bullheaded that you're going to continue acting like this, then you and Yassim need to get your asses back to that blockage before you get us killed. I just said I'm not gonna do it. You need to have some fucking control over your emotions right now, because they are using them to control you. Panamayish? Yes, ma'am. Good. So ahead of you, you see the climb up these man-made stairs that serpentine up the mountain. That's where they said Ellis was. I guess that's the way to go. Probably want to stay away from the creek. Yeah, that seems like a smart idea, especially if any of us are hurt. I say glancing around, especially at Rory. All right. I got very briefly into her head. Hell of a lot of spider webs in there. Be aware. Wonderful. Hmm. And with that, I'm going to start walking toward the stairs, keeping as good a pace as possible through the awful mud. I'll go right behind Rowan. As you get closer to the mountain, you see a small waterfall originating from the mountain, which feeds this creek. The water in the pool has a bit of a brackish black color to it with a tint of red with what little light that you get here almost as looks like it's the black blood of the earth the stairs themselves are a large scale it takes about four steps to cross one step and then you know a normal height up the steps shrink to a regular scale as you begin to climb about halfway up 
There are small icons of various deities that are smashed along the way. It doesn't look as though that anyone's cleaned them up. It looks like they were just placed there and then broken. Roughly half the way up, you notice that the stone here gets a little bit slick. River, go ahead and give me a science roll. Oh, that's not so good. 78, uh, my chemistry is 60. You recognize the original steps being limestone. This stone, you're not entirely sure what it is. It seems as though that there are green veins through it. Not a bedrock, and it's certainly solid, solid to walk on. But it does strike you a little bit differently. I'll take a picture so I can uh, look it up later. You snap a photo. As you climb up, you see that there are two large pillars at the temple, as well as what looks to be two more large icons here. These icons, even though they're broken, you can piece them together. It looks as though they are some sort of dragon or lizard. There is a small man dressed in a long linen style robe sitting cross-legged near one of the stones. As he sees you, he, he stands up. His feet are dirty, and he looks as though that he was just been through a monsoon. So, he's quite a bit wet. And he looks at you with wide eyes. It's not Ellis. Did Yassim come with us? Yes, Yassim came with you. Does the person who is there appear to be of Afghan origin? Yes. Um, do you want me to, to speak with him? Yes. Ask him who he is, and what purpose he has here. Please. Very well. He greets him, and he tries three or four different languages, finally gets a reaction, and the man says his name. His name is Bilal. Um, what, sorry, what, what would you like me to ask him again? It took a bit to get to him. No worries. What is he doing here? He says he is praying. To whom? Or what? You hear the, the man say the word Babajan, Babajan, Babajan. You think that's who he is praying to, and then says a few other things. Yassim translates that he is praying to Babajan so that Babajan is awakened. Have we heard that word before? We've heard it, and I'm trying to remember where. The crone mentioned that Ellis was with the Babajan. All right. Unless he's going to stop us, we're going in. Yassim asks him. No, uh, he says that all are welcome to visit Babajan. All can stay with Babajan in eternity. I don't like how he said that. I don't much care for that either. The man, Bilal's eyes widen and he gets a bit of a smile and makes a grand motion for you to enter. His arm sweeps toward the entrance, which seems almost as though it's a very large crack in the stone. Was he looking at any of us in particular when he did the great big gesture? No, his eyes were actually to the ground. I'm going to walk up to the opening and just yell inside. Hey, Ellis, get your butt out here. 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 No response from inside. Yeah, I knew that wasn't going to work. All right, 
And I'm going to turn and look at Rooster. Are you in a place right now where you can go in and start clearing? I'm frosty. All right. We are right behind you. I will slowly move in and glance one last time down the hill toward the hut and then step inside the dark, creepy mountain. As soon as you cross over the threshold, there is a gust of wind. And then when you take your second step, the wind ends. Which way was the wind going? Out. Now you can hear a faint heartbeat or the thumping of a heartbeat. You look back at the entrance and there seems to be a bit of a blur to the outside. It's very dark in here. Rooster, everything okay? You don't hear anything but the heartbeat. All right, let's go in. I say taking my glasses off and stuffing them in a pocket. You don't think it's weird that there's no response from him? I do think it's weird. I just also know that there's a lot of really weird shit going on. And if we don't hurry, we might get separated even further. Speaking of weird shit, at some point you're going to tell me how you knew that socket was there. Yeah. So let's go in. Somebody's got to say it. I've got a bad feeling about this. Same. And with that, Rowan steps inside. And I follow. I'll wait and see if Yassim is going to go with us. Yassim looks at you. He nods and takes a step through. And I'll follow Yassim. The wind rushes by you. And again, once the wind ends, you hear the heartbeat. It's very dark in here. Even without your glasses, Rowan, you still need some light to see. And there's not much at all. I'm going to get my flashlight out of my backpack. You cast Lumos with your flashlight. This room is a vast chamber, curving in many directions overhead. It's obviously been worked and not natural. There are spiking designs that come out of various areas of the ceiling and the floor and the walls. When you move your light over each of the parts of the wall, you see they cast shadows. If you angle the light just right, you see a map of the earth in the shadows. And as you move it just a little bit, it steps back. And if you continue, it moves the shape to Pangea. I honestly don't care what it is. Let's just get him and get out. I don't care to make sense of this. Yeah, that's that's fair. Although I wonder if this might not be the area that the brackish red water stuff is coming from. I say looking at River. Oh, I'm sure it is, but how do you stop it? Depends on what the source is, I suppose. Or we don't. We just get Ellis. Because here we are, walking into something that's obviously going to try and kill us. Let's go. Yes, let's. Did you say there were multiple passages? Yes, there are multiple passages. There's three passages. There's one center, one to the left, and one to the right. They are worked and squared off with mosaics around the outside. Talk about a dungeon crawl. Well, shall I Shall I try yelling again? I don't think we want to alert anything that might be in here. I'm assuming it already knows that we're here, but let's not, uh, let's not give it a direction. Is this where you guys saw that man go into? Yeah. Well, 
Big passage first or right hand rule? Let's start with the main passage first. If this is meant to be a temple, that might lead us to the, the heart of it. And if not, then we'll figure out that it's a maze and start using the right hand rule. That's a good idea. Everybody remember where we parked. <clears throat> what is everyone's unnatural currently? Oh, too high. 12. 21. 24. 18. Excellent. Everybody gets to make an unnatural roll. Oh, God. Joy. 80. 86. 93. 53. So none of you make it. The great doorway that you walk through, the mosaic strike you as something, but you can't put your fingers on it. Does it have eight legs? No. Okay. You step into a bit of a hallway, and you hear a little bit of chanting. Now, this is not the chanting that you've heard before. This is not the ever-catchy Aya Dagon Aya. This is more guttural, more primal, not words themselves. Are they saying Alan Kambutu? No. And it just sounds like it's one voice with... Om, Om, and it reverberates. Does it seem to be in time with the heartbeat? It's counter to the heartbeat. It's a counterbeat. Interesting. You make your way down, and it opens into a very large room. A sunken amphitheater. Natural or carved? Carved. In front of you, you see a black stone slab maybe 10 or 15 feet tall and on top of it something that is rounded and you see a what looks to be a bit of flesh as it pulses with the heartbeat kneeling before it is a nude man he has a knife in his hands and blood is dripping from it you recognize the knife as a marine K-bar. The man's body is covered in scars. He's dirty, but it looks as though that he is Caucasian. Nearby, there are two large vats of liquid. Mr. Ellis, I presume. Ohm. Ohm. Rory, can you get through to him? Mr. Ellis? You're still up at the entrance. Did you want to go down to him? I will walk up towards him uh, and slowly kind of walk up kind of around to the side of him. Are his eyes closed? Before you do that, give me a constitution roll. Hmm. 83 out of 55. You go to take a step and you are enveloped in a feeling of fatigue and you feel yourself tumbling. And as soon as you're about to hit the ground, the world tears open again as it screams at you and that horrible sound and feeling you feel as though you're a cat being brushed backward i close my eyes kind of instinctually as that sound happens what do I see when I open them? You see a great deal of light here, more than you had seen before. 
Previously, it was just River's flashlight illuminating. Now there's this weird ambient light in the background. And you still see this very tall black altar. But in the altar, there are indentations in the shape of Brahmi script of the various letters. The matching the ones that we have? Yes. There is one person standing next to one of the, the bowls. Their skin is drawn back in. They have no skin around their, their mouth. Their teeth are showing. They reach down into a charnel pile and lift up a bone. They dunk the bone into the liquid. You can see they're manipulating the bone within the liquid. And as they draw it out, it's in the shape of a letter. So it looks like they're taking the bones, putting in the liquid, and the liquid is allowing them to shape the letter out of the bone. Yes. Do I see the ravens around? No. Interesting. I'm going to go up towards the altar. As you do, as you get closer, you see that three of the indentations highlight, and you feel a burning on your back, and it's getting brighter. Do they highlight all at once? Or in a specific order? From right to left. Okay. I'm going to try to just remember the runes. I've got a pretty good memory, so memorize that and try to remember as much as I can as I wait to come back. Yasim makes a break for Rory as he's about to land on the ground, and everyone sees Rory faceplant as he gets a little bit closer, and he's starting to twitch. I'm going to go over to him and... Does it look like he's having a seizure? Yes. With my limited first... Okay. Okay, so I'm going to gently ease Rory into the recovery position on his side and then just try to keep him from flailing around and hurting himself on anything as he's going through this. It seems to pass fairly quickly. Rory, you're looking at Rowan. You're on your side. Um, hi. Welcome back. Are you, uh, are you okay? I think so. What happened? You fell over. It looked like you were having a seizure. Okay. Um, so you know what happened back in that tent? How I knew about the runes? Right. Basically, I've been having issues with sleep ever since the island. And occasionally, I get hallucinations. Um, and it shows me where I am, but in the aftermath of a nuclear blast on December 30th, 2011. And I look up towards the altar. Do I see indentations? No. What's there? It's black and grimy. I'm going to point towards that and like there's three indentations there. Do all of them match letters we have or just two of them? Just two of them. So the two that we have match two of the symbols on there. Okay. You said there were three indentations. Yes. Well, that's interesting. Very. I wonder if we left one of them behind by accident. (sighs) Or do we have to make one somehow? Was there, like, liquid similar to what I saw? Well, they could be in the pots, but you didn't make it down that far. You busted and ate face earlier. That's true. Uh, I'm going to slowly get up help ease him up and be like, don't move too fast. Which is a good thing because your head is swimming. Yeah. Just, I'll sit down. Is there like a bench or something I can sit on? 
Yes, there is a bench. You think it's a bench? I'm going to sit on it, whatever it is. How far away is the altar from the entrance, roughly? 30, 40 feet. Not very far. Okay. Rooster's going to be covering the retreat. Okay. Since Rowan is dealing with Rory, I'm going to head over to Ellis. Rowan, in the vision, for lack of a better word, I can go talk about it. I'll, I'll ask you about it when we have time yeah. later. There was They were making these bones in the script by dipping bones in this liquid, and it was letting them shape the bones into the Brahmi script. Where was the liquid? Up near the altar. Where were they getting the bones? There was a pile of bones. I'm going to look over and see if there's a pile now. No. Shit. All right. I'll call quietly to River. When you get down there, check and see if there's anything in the pots. River, you get close to Ellis, and he turns and looks at you, and you see that his face is scarred up quite a bit, as is his chest and arms. You notice he has a fresh wound on his left forearm. Looks as though it's pretty bad. Looks as though that the skin has been taken off his arm. They look like just random cuts or letters? They look like letters. Of course they do. Turns and looks at you. Oh, hi. Hello, are you okay? Uh, no, I'm not okay. I'm not okay at all. All right, well, the program sent us to get you out of here. Fuck the program. Okay, well, do you want to get out of here? This this could give, give peace. This could grant me passage to the other side. Passage to the other side is easy. Living is hard. Yeah, yeah, yes, but I could find... I could finally find the way t- to get him back. You don't understand. It says right here, and he points at the ground. You see the flesh that was missing from his arm is laid out on the ground and there are black markings like letters on the inside of the skin. Blood will awaken him. Death will awaken the sleeper. I think he's got enough blood now. I I don't know. And he squeezes his hand that was holding the knife and a little bit more blood drips down the knife from his hand. Obviously he has a wound in his hand. Okay, let's put down the knife. When the blood hits the ground, you see movement in the large thing on top of the altar. It looks as though that a flap, or almost like a a leaf of cabbage, moves aside and opens up as a wing. And everyone sees a green eye open up from behind it. That, my friends is going to require a sanity roll for everyone in the room. Of course it will. Oh no. 86 out of 47. 60 out of 60. 40 out of 47. 55 out of 49. Alright. Everyone that rolled lower than your sanity takes one point of sanity. Everyone that failed rolls 1d10. Those that criticaled roll 1d10 and double it. 
Oh, fuck me. I feel like I need different dice. These are not doing well tonight. Oh my. That's okay. Yassim rolled a 99. Oh no. And oh. rolled a zero, so he took 20 points of sanity. Oh, he's crazy. Yassim passed the fuck out. Honestly, that might be the best outcome at this point. So I rolled a one. So that's one point. I rolled a six. So you take 12? Yep. That's that my breaking this, point. Uh, temporary insanity and a breaking point. Are we able to push this off at all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to push at least three <sighs> off first, sir, so you don't get some temporary I insanity? I can try. Oh, when you hit zero uh, willpower. Oh, you would hit zero willpower. You would hit zero because you only have three. Yeah, even without gamifying it, I was just... Honestly, it makes sense. Honestly, oh, it makes more sense at this point for him to just... Pretty much since Rowan said we're going to Afghanistan, he's been trying really hard not to lose his shit. Um, he loses his shit. And there's no question between fight, flight, or freeze. I feel a little bit bad for being the reason why you're down three willpower, but also not. <laughs> um, okay, I, I would like to push that one point onto uh, my wife. Okay. No, I'm going to keep it. It's one. I can live with that. And I'm I'm far enough away from my breaking point that I'm okay with that. Unless I suddenly take 12. In which case, I'm fucked anyway. No, you have not lost that much. Not yet. Rooster, you are correct. The fight hits you hard. Your enemy appears to be the shape that is on the large altar. And he just screams... Grab Alice and fall back! And starts unloading at the thing. Those words do not come out intelligible to anyone other than you. Rooster screams. And Rooster just starts to fire at the thing on the altar. Ellis's eyes are opened wide. Yes! Yes! Keep it going! Do it! Do it! Do it, Marine! Fucking kill it! Shoot it! Give it what it needs! I'm going to stand up and slowly make my way towards Rooster and be like, Rooster, this is not the time. We need to take a step back and reconsider this. Rooster, go ahead and give me a firearms roll. And you're using, uh, you have the carbine in hand, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me a fucking break. It's a 96 out of a 93. These, these dice, fuck you. You fire at this thing, and you notice that it begins to open up what could be wings or flaps of pulsating skin. Underneath, large eyes appear as it seems to double in its size just because of the wings opening up, cutting a menacing, menacing profile. Can I try to make a psychotherapy roll to snap Rooster out of this? Yes, at a negative 20. Okay. 59. It would have been out of 61. Oh, sadly, no. You're talking to him. He can't hear you. What's everyone else doing? I want to try to take the knife away from Ellis. Go ahead and give me an unarmed combat roll. What fun. 26 out of 41. You were able to wrench it off of off of him, and he looks at you. Yes, yes, add more blood, add more blood, add more blood, add more blood. He'll, he'll, he's going to awaken. He's going to awaken. Oh, we've closed, we've closed the glyphs. They can't get to the glyphs. 
The blood is outside. I'll, I'll take him by the arm and start leading him back toward the entrance, staying out of Rooster's line of fire. You see that there is liquid in the two cauldrons nearby the altar. The bulging scaly flesh seems to alternate between gray, black, and green. It's given off in its own luminescence. There is a smell of acid and mold and rot. There is a deep, earthy smell that seems to have awoken when this thing starts to move. Everywhere that you look on this thing with the naked eye, you see more eyes. And from alongside the eyes, you see dark shadow tendrils growing. Rowan. When I see that Rory is not getting through to Rooster, I'm going to tackle him to make him stop shooting. This is this is making it come awake. And I heard what Ella said about the glyphs. If we can get the fucking bones into the glyphs, maybe we can undo this. But first, I need to make Rooster stop. And I would like to try again as soon as I have the chance. Okay. Go ahead and give me an unarmed combat roll. 66 out of 70. All right. Rooster, you are being attacked. Roll your power. 26 out of 55. Okay, you don't turn the weapon on her. Yeah, I was worried about that. So was I, but... He starts fighting back because something's attacking him. Unarmed combat. Please, miss. Uh, 19 out of 63. And Rowan, what did you get? Uh, I had gotten a 66 out of 70. 66? Yes. Excellent. Okay. Yes. My unarmed combat is quite high and I got a critical. Yes, and you got a critical. He puts up a hell of a fight. The carbine goes skittering and you're able to restrain him at the moment as you've locked him up and you move from behind. You've taken his back and taken him down. He's still struggling. He is fighting back and fighting back well, causing you to tumble down, both of you to tumble down some stairs, but not take any damage, but still roll a bit into more and deeper into the room. Yeah, he's bigger than me and heavier than me and stronger than me. All I've got is technique and I'm using every bit of it that I have. And Rooster's just screaming at this point, no, I won't let you kill my team again. And just screaming, horrified, blood-curdling, rage-filled nonsense. When we hit like a flat area, I want to try to like pin him down and like sit on the back of his hips and yell in his ear, I'm right here, you idiot. I would like to try to get through to him again. I would like to grab him so that he's not going to shoot me. But like, Rooster, if you don't snap out of it, your team is going to die. Go ahead and give me a psychotherapy roll. Still at a negative 20. <sighs> 60, which would have succeeded if I wasn't at a negative 20 again. Ellis is moving back. Good job, Marine. Fucking proud of you. And his eyes look at him. White, finish the job. Finish the job. Rory, can you get Ellis out of here? Oh no, I have to stay. I have to stay. My attention is still focused on Rooster, knowing that I am have the best shot of getting through to him with my training. And I'm going to just glance at Rowan and then shout back at River. You have to stop this thing. You have to use the bones. Rory, make a dodge roll. Uh, nope, 83 out of 51. Roll 1d6 for me. Three. 
You get blasted from behind by something that you're not entirely sure, but it feels like you got hit with the tree trunk and get blasted against the wall as a tentacle from the thing on top, because everyone kind of has their back turned to it while they're dealing with Rooster, slams into you and throws you against the wall. It lifts up and is about to slam on Rowan and Rooster. Is the three damage? Three points or? of damage. Okay. Uh, as soon as that happens, I'm going to yell, watch out. You definitely yell. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll just, I'm assuming they'll get the idea. When I hear him yell, I will spare a second to glance up and then throw my weight with Rooster as he's struggling to throw us further down so that I can get away from whatever it is that he's warning us about. Okay. Go ahead and give me a dodge roll. Negative 20 because Rooster's on it. Okay. Yeah, Rooster? If I see something coming at me, I'm still going to try and dodge it. Okay. Go ahead. I I have you, like, pinned down on your stomach. Fair. 16. 16 out of 30. You roll out of the way as it slams down. Rooster? Yeah? You have a chance to get out. Give me an unarmed combat roll at a negative 20. I was trying to take Rooster with me. You are taking Rooster, but Ro- but in that movement, Rooster is Rooster gets an opportunity to try to break free. Fair. I'm gonna roll the dice that are bad because I don't want to. I don't want this to happen. Oh my god! Forty-one out of forty-three at a minus twenty. As you both roll out of the way, you you see a moment. You aren't hit with the tendril, but you are freed from Rowan. River, what are you doing? Okay, when I see this happen. I'm going to let go of Ellis. I'm going to go into my backpack after the bone letters, and I'm trying to remember from the ritual I learned, does it say anything about where to put these things? They need to be embedded within the material, wherever you're going to do it. But I can't see the sockets. No, but it is kind of grimy and dirty. Rory, Dean, I don't know where to put these. Just, just on the l- altar somewhere. There's, oh, there's indentations on above the altar. It's behind all the grime. But you need three. We don't have three. We need a bone. Maybe just one of them will slow it down. Because I imagine they're shouting back and forth. Yes. Does the armor that we're all wearing does that impact the three damage I would have taken at all? Yes, it would. Okay. Yeah, because the armor that we're wearing is rated for I think. Five? Plus helmet. Yeah, so we're at armor rated six at the moment. Yeah, so go ahead and go ahead and, and put those hit points back on. You've still been bounced around. You see another set of, like another set of tendrils. These are barbed sharp. <laughs> One of them la- lashes out at Rooster. Do I get to dodge? Sure. Does it matter? No. The barbed tentacle reaches out and slashes at Rooster. You see Rooster put up his left arm to defend himself. And Rooster screams. (coughs) Everything kind of goes quiet as you see Rooster's forearm at the elbow drop to the ground. And Rooster collapse alongside of it. As soon as I can get a chance, I'm running to Rooster. And I would like to try to first aid to try to stop the bleeding. Rooster, do me a favor. Go ahead and roll 2d6 for me. Nine. 
you take nine points of damage. Now, the body armor that you have covers the body. Mm-hmm. So you do take that full points of damage. Rory, go ahead and give me a first aid roll as you run over to him. That is a 55 out of 82. You are able to staunch the flow of blood that's coming out of him. Brewster, your temporary bout of not being here is has been changed. You're here now. You are quite cognizant and coherent. Do I remember anything they've been saying about no more blood? No, the world just came here. It just came to now. Looks down at his missing arm and then looks up at the thing and then looks over at the carbine on the floor and and goes, Sweet blood is what's waking it up. Everyone get out. Trust me, get out. When you shot it, it got worse. Don't shoot it. I'm not shooting it. I'm going to bring this place down. And start with the one hand, start reaching for the rocket launcher on my back. Rooster, that is not going to do it. I can close the door. Get out. Rooster, this is not going to kill it. We can close it. We can close it. There's an arm. There's the arm. And Ellis runs by and grabs the arm and dunks the arm into one of the cauldrons nearby. You said you had two, right? What is this going to do? You have the other ones, yes? What are the other ones? What are the other ones? Fucking tell me where are the other ones? Yes, Rory, you know where they are. Yeah, I will. If Rooster looks like he's not going to get any worse, if I leave him, I'll go up and run towards River. And you see a large tendril whip down at Ellis. Ooh. Ellis gets impaled through the shoulder by one of the tentacles, pulling himself from the cauldron, and he's lifted into the air. Rory, you're running to the altar, yes? Yeah, as seeing that Rooster is not going to get any worse, I will run towards the altar, and I'm going to shout at River. River, get the two bones out. I'm going to look up, see that Ellis is not going to be much help, grab uh, Rooster's arm, and try to make the other shape. What's the other shape? Would that be my, like, intelligence score? Yes, give me an intelligence score. Okay. Because that's, like, I've written on my character sheet, like, I have a 75, and one of the distinguishing features has excellent memory. 52 out of 75. You, you remember what that third shape is. And by this time, I've got the bones out, and I'm trying to... I'm heading for the altar and trying to spot where they go. Give me a dodge roll as you get close, closer to the altar. And go ahead, Rory. You're, you've got... you. So you put your hands into the yeah. liquid. My dodge is 33. Uh-huh. I rolled up four. Excellent. You sidestep one of the barbed tendrils as it comes down and actually pierces the stone. You hear inside your head a scream. And it's like a deep pain, like at the back of your skull. You're able to get right onto the the altar itself, right to the, the face of this black stone altar. What, so what happens when I stick my hands in there with the arm? You feel the skin begin to pull away from the bone. All of the tissue go away. You feel the bones inside being pitted and marked and etched. They feel slightly malleable. You're able to twist them, and you twist it into the shape of what would be classified as L.A. in the Brahmi script. It's a J with a funky thing on top. This is not a feeling you like. 
this is not something that any bone should do. Ossification does not work like this at all. Go ahead, Doc. Give me a sanity roll. Yeah, that, that saw that coming. That tracks. 39 out of 46. Cool. You only lose one. Because no matter how you look at it, this is fucking weird. Yep. While I'm doing this, I'm shouting at River. It's behind the grime. It's behind the grime. River, he is. He's telling you it's behind the grime. You feel as though that the edge of the altar itself is covered in this mud-thick substance. Are you going to try to scrape it off? Yeah, I guess I'll try to scrape it off with my sleeve. You have a knife. Oh, I have a knife. I'll try to scrape it off with a knife. You start to scrape it off with a knife, and it goes down about a good inch. When you pull it away, it has the consistency of caramel and smells of iron. So you begin to see it. You see each of the scripts behind it. Rowan, what are you doing? Ellis is Ellis is hanging up by this creature, and he's being f- thrown around, and he's flailing. Does he ever get to a point where I think I could grab him and use my weight to pull him off of it? Recognize that's probably a really bad idea because of the barbs. You know what? Give me a uh, give me an athletics roll for that. Ah, in the box. Okay, uh, sixteen out of fifty. Excellent. You're able to jump up and grab a hold of his legs at one point and give a good yank. Ah! And you both land on the ground with the thud. Rooster, you're back here by yourself now. You see the carbine with the shotgun, the M203 attachment on it. I try to go over to it and with one hand, well, trying with two hands and not figuring out how to use it because I don't have another hand trying to pick up the carbine holding the trigger of the underbarrel shotgun. But I don't do anything yet, just staying there on one knee in near shock. Take another hit point of damage, because you moved. Rory, you're finally able to complete the rune. You pull your hands up. Have you taken any damage since we got here? The last time I took damage was the first RPG hit. You pull your hands up and you feel your hands stinging from the small micro cuts and abrasions. And it feels as though all of the moisture of your skin, as soon as you pull your hands up and out, is gone. Your hands become very dry. But you've got the bone. You think you might want to clean off your hands. Yeah, I'm going to put the bone down next to River, take off my backpack and reach in and try to find some hand sanitizer or anything to like clean off my hands. Take a little water out of my water bottle, wash them, and I'm going to tell River the order that they should be in. River, you know the order. You know the order of all the pieces. You know where they need to go, at what angle, at what pressure point per square inch, and you know the harmonic frequency of the, the appropriate tones. Yeah, I'm just trying to follow what I remember of the ritual. Go ahead and give me a power roll. Lot three. Power is 70. You make sure that everything in the ritual is correct. And because you're a stickler for details, you go over it once or twice to make sure that it's right. Now, it is going to cost energy that is put into the spell. 
or put into the ritual or or this strange psychic or physics thing. The amount of energy that you put into it, you need to provide it with 20 points of this energy. Oof. Here's the gaming part. You need to give up 20 points of willpower or find someone to help you with some of it by pressing on the runes into the altar. I don't think you can do that on your own, can you, River? No. I have 13 willpower now. And Rory's right next to you. I have seven. I don't think we want to both of us not go unconscious. Mm, mm, mm. I have 11. Help me. Let me. <laughs> I'm dying. I don't want to get up. <laughs> yeah, you stay there. I yell, Rowan, we need you now. If I hear that as I land on the ground with a bleeding Alice, I'm going to come up on my feet, like staggering a little bit and look down. Rory, Alice is bleeding. I'm going to start running. That's going to have to wait. And I will come back. What do you need me to do? It needs energy. So we each, what do we do? We each grab a rune? The best way for you to explain it is to press. Yeah, I put my hand on the right hand rune. I'll put my hand on the middle rune. And I'll put my hand on the left one. How many points are you giving up, River? Um, 11. Rowan? I will give up seven. What's that leave? Two? I will do whatever's left. Two. It feels as though that there's a shock running through your hand and grounds into your feet as you push. There is a bit of a rumbling throughout here. All of the eyes that are around the room and around from this creature close. It collapses its wings, its tendrils push back into itself. You look down and you feel the altar pushing back into the wall itself. Your feet move on their own volition as you push this altar into the stone beyond. There is a light above. You're not sure where it's coming from, but it is golden and warming. Rooster, they are pushing it and you see a large mouth open up and a tongue that pulsates or tendril with sharp, sharp barbs on it licks toward the sky and looks like it's about to come down like a whiplash on your three friends. They've already put the runes in, whatever that means. I I have no choice at this point. I'm not going to let it hurt them again, and I can't get to them. And... I shoot that black shotgun shell from the green box because, damn it, this is an emergency. And it said it for emergencies only. Go ahead and roll your firearms. It is at a negative 20. And this would be normal with... I guess I did take damage last round, so yeah. (sighs) 13 out of 53. The firearm goes off. You did not hear the report of the muzzle because it is so loud. It strikes the mouth, the open mouth, as they finally push the altar into the wall. When it hits the tongue, the tongue begins to disintegrate into tiny pieces of black with little white stars. Hey, you've seen this before. The entire creature begins to get that same space-like coloration. With seeing the stars, just look at it and go, 
Hey, chronicle this, motherfuckers. And then just collapse and try everything he can not to pass out. Air is being pulled in. A sucking noise, a sucking wind. And then there's a loud explosion. Everyone is thrown back and lands somewhere in an uncomfortable position. The dust is settling and it's hard to breathe. Though there is a bright shining light coming from up above. Looking up, you see the sun. And Rowan very instinctively just rolls over onto her stomach to protect her eyes because she's not wearing her glasses. You reach for your glasses and you find that they have been crushed. Well, I have another pair. I started carrying another pair after Idaho. What did you do? What did you do? Who's that, Alice? Alice. It's, it's, it's all gone. How can I... Oh, we sent it away. We closed the breach. It doesn't belong here. You know that. <sighs> Come on, let's get the hell out of here. Before we go, I want to just do a once-over of Alice, see if there's any anything I can do to stop any bleeding before we get out of here. Give me a first aid roll. 73 out of 82. You are able to get him to move. Um, he is going to have some severe damage to his right arm. His pec has been separated from the insertion point near the bicep. Yeah, so that, that muscle's fucked. All right, uh, River, you're going to help Ellis out of here. I'm going to carry... Well, first, if I can't get our translator up, I'll carry him. And then Rowan will get the other one. I'm going to go check on him and see if I can... If he's still alive, see if I can wake him up. You break some smelling salts underneath his nose and his eyes open up. Did you see that? Oh my god. Doc, did you see that? Yep, it's gone. It's over. They're going to get us. They're going to they're all get us. That's right. We'll be fine. We'll be okay. We're just gonna we're gonna get out of here now. Okay. And he gets up and walks out the door, like heads heads out of the room. All right, let's go. Rowan, go after him. I'm gonna help the rooster out. Yeah. And I'm shading my eyes with my hand as I go into the darker part of the temple. You follow Yasim, and he's kind of stumbling, walking. You all are kind of stumbling, walking, as. Yasim steps out. You notice that you can kind of see out where before you weren't able to. Like, you can see clearly into the valley, even though it's a little dark now. And then Yasim seems to get pulled away as soon as he steps out the door. Gets pulled up and away with a scream. I'm going to draw my sidearm and follow. You run outside and you see he's being spun into a web and drug up a mountain by a spider the size of a Winnebago. And then the spider disappears behind a crag. I would have tried to get a shot off, well aware that it wasn't going to do anything but instinct. You fire a shot off. And then I'll just stare after that and be like, huh. Just, and then just, like, come back in through the door a little bit so that I'm protected from anything outside while I'm waiting for the guys to catch up. What happened? Um. The bitch got him, didn't she? Yeah, that. <clears throat> Damn it! Not again! 
I just support Rooster and start kind of walking toward the exit. It's all right. We made it. At this point, he's just being led, dragged, wherever. River, you're dragging Ellis. He's slipped into unconsciousness. Rory, I I think this guy might need some help. Uh, okay, here, you you take Rooster. I'll go get Ellis. And I'll assist River with Rooster. Rooster seems to have gone catatonic. Well, at this point, River finally notices Rooster's hand. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wait, that... Oh, shit. Yeah. Let's get out of here. We can take stock when we're further. I want to get Ellis into, like, a fireman's carry and follow the rest of them. You head down the stairs. Halfway down the stairs, you come across Bilal, the fellow that was praying. He seemed to have been launched out of the mouth of the cave and down the mountain. His body lies in a grotesque manner. He will not be seeing much more. Sunlight peeks in on the valley, and you see that the water is flowing a clear color from the stream. Whatever whatever that thing was, it must have been doing something to the water. I want to get out my satellite phone and see if I have can make a connection. Give me a luck roll. Oh, that hasn't cleared up, huh? Another ought for. Who are you calling? I'm calling Camp Fucked. Turner here. This is Zuck. Hey, Zuck. Uh, this is the uh, CIA team. Uh... I got some really bad news, and we need some help out here. I knew coming into Afghanistan was going to be a shit show. It couldn't help but be a mess with Rory and Rooster's introduction to the unnatural happening there years ago. Even so, I didn't expect it to be this bad. We're home. Getting everyone back to camp fucked was a major pain, between Rooster and Ellis being catatonic, and me being basically blinded because my glasses got broken. But the cavalry found us just on the other side of the blocked roadway and got us back. We had a lot of explaining to do to Byers when we got back, especially since we'd lost three of his people and his MRAP, and came back with a pretty thoroughly broken Ellis. He, uh, wasn't happy with that ratio, to say the least. But we gave him the official story. Alice was kidnapped by unaligned locals and we dealt with the situation while rescuing him. No further action required. Byers was mildly suspicious of that story and might not have accepted it, except that Gary Kilworth of MI6 backed us up. You know, if nothing else, it's nice to see Delta Green and Pisces getting along, even if only at the agent level. Gary and I exchanged contact information and a promise to keep each other in the loop as our separate operations progress. And, yes, I brought a packet of his magazines home to distribute. I really hope the TSA didn't look too closely at my stuff. I don't need to be on more lists. Graham was a lot less easy to mollify. I think our general state of fucked up was all that kept her from kicking the shit out of most or all of us. I gave her a couple bottles of the mouthwash, which seemed to help take the edge off a tiny bit, but she still wasn't talking to us when we left a week later. Which, fair, 
Most of Camp Fucked wasn't talking to us at that point after word got around that we got their people killed. Green was still talking to us, at least. The fascination about the unnatural stuff seems to have overridden any reason for him to hate us. He helped Rory with surgery to help Rooster as much as he can be helped outside of a specialist's care, and he got the information about Foudy's treatment to Rory. Rory was pretty busy for the week that we were stuck there before we could get transport out, between working on Rooster, dealing with Ellis, and going back to Quillage Kel to help the shepherd. Last I heard, the foot was able to be saved, with Green's ongoing work after we left. Let's hope no one ever has reason to x-ray his bones. And here's hoping Green doesn't get too overzealous about examining the weird inscriptions that are probably on the shepherd's bones now. And yes, of course, I read him in as a friendly. It was that or kill him, and he seems like he might be useful. I did have a chance to talk to Rory in the midst of everything. He told me everything about the microsleeps, the hallucinations. Were they hallucinations? Or visions? Or was he seeing true? It's unclear at this point. And the medication that he's currently taking. Needless to say, I'm not thrilled about him taking benthic experimental medication, but if it helps... I don't know what's going to happen from here, honestly. I get why he kept it from me. He expected exactly this reaction. I don't know if he's safe to go into the field anymore, both for his own sake and ours. We're going to have to have a look at his future with our cell once we've all recovered from jet lag and settled back into our daily routines. As much as any of us can settle. Rooster was drugged the whole way home, River was abnormally quiet, and Rory was super focused on work stuff with all of the medical bullshit happening. Ellis is fucked seven ways to Sunday. Looking at him over that week and the trip home, I'm not super convinced keeping him alive and getting him back stateside was the kindest thing to do. We got him clothed and fed and medically treated, but he stayed catatonic the whole time, just kind of staring off into space. I don't know if he's ever going to be okay after everything that happened. When we arrived back in the Bay Area, we were met at the airport by a medical team ready to collect Ellis. I asked where they were going with him and got an address that tracked back to St. Joseph's. That Jackson character is going to have a field day with poor Ellis. Oh, fuck. Coral is still there. That place is turning into a regular rogues gallery for us. Shit. I'm back at work, came back in yesterday because I couldn't sleep and needed something to do that wasn't staring at the walls of my duplex. It was like 3am and Sam was still there. I swear that man never goes home. He asked how the trip went. I didn't actually answer, I think. I was so tired and not really willing to talk about all of it. But he did give me a set of files for interviews, so at least I have something to do when my head is on a little straighter. Let's see if these are real alien abductions or whatever. I don't know where to go from here. That cave, Afghanistan, was a lot. But on the whole, I'm okay. I'm surprisingly okay, actually, for all of everything that happened. But my team is shattered. The best I can do is check in on everyone and see what's happening in their heads. 
which makes me feel weirdly helpless. And I fucking hate that. Three ravens, three ravens with eyes black as night. Just look in their eyes, oh, don't put up a fight. They'll strike where you stand, a slow death you feel. Beware of the ravens or you'll be there next me. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislawski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 4 is based on the scenario Kali Gotti, written by Shane Ivey. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Aznikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivio, Sherrick Manning, Andrea of the Burbs, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, and... The entity known as George? If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redact Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Our intro and outro music this season is Three Ravens by Ed Randazzo and Brett Alexander. You can find more amazing music by them at www.edrandazzomusic.com and www.brettalexanderonline.com. Join us next week when reality melts around the pressures from beyond and entities with unspeakable names and burrowing thoughts dream at us. They wait for that moment to devour our puny, insignificant lives and replace us with drones and clones to control the rest of humanity.